to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Huge hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Painter. The one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger, Derek Larcher, joining you as always. So today we continue our in-depth look at a couple of these different position groups for the Indianapolis Colts. And today we are going to talk about the linebackers, and then we'll have to discuss the defensive backs here very shortly. But today goes the linebackers. And I'll start this one off. So first guy we'll talk about here is Darius Leonard. Now, Cody, I know you and I were talking about this for the episode aired, and I kind of wanted to take a little moment, not to be mean. I don't want, I do, I don't want to be mean here, but I do have to have a little bit of a lesson here. I do have to say something. Brett Coleman, if you ever watch this podcast, you probably won't, but I mean, just in case you do. I sincerely hope you'll take back your statement on where you said that there were things that Dante Hightower of the New England Patriots does things that Darius Leonard can't, and there are things that Darius Leonard can't do that Deon that Dante Hightower can't. I, I really hope you take this back because I, I've been looking through the numbers. Okay, I've already looked through the numbers here. H Hightower has played in eight seasons with the New England Patriots. And Leonard has played three. And in that time frame, let's just talk about what Dante Hightower can maybe do better than, than Leonard. Well, let's look at the tackle numbers. Okay, so he has 314 solo tackles in his career so far. 314. Darius Leonard has, 200, uh, has 268 you're only beating him by 50 solo tackles and you played in for nearly three times the amount of years, my guy. Okay, so there's that. You want to talk about sacks? Okay, so Dante Hightower has 25 and a half sacks in his career. Darius Leonard has 15. So two-thirds of the sacks in less than a third of the time. And you want to talk about turnovers? Sorry, Darius Leonard absolutely smokes Dante Hightower in the turnover category. In 2019, yeah, I want to make sure I get this right. In 2019, he had more turnovers forced, Darius Leonard did, than Dante Hightower has in his whole career. In one season, has more turnovers forced than what Dante Hightower has done throughout his entire career as a linebacker. Okay? So he obviously doesn't beat him in that. So he doesn't really beat him in tackling. He really doesn't do anything with the sack numbers that Darius Leonard's putting up. He certainly does, is nowhere close to forcing turnovers. So I'd really like for you to explain to us, if you could tell me, like, you know, what he exactly does better than Darius Leonard. But we'll, we'll, I'm just, I'm curious about that. But anyways, enough of that. I mean, we'll just get back into the actual argument here about Darius Leonard and a, a more in-depth breakdown on this guy. I mean, 
what else is there really to talk about? I mean, really is a turnover machine, just a game-breaking linebacker, should be in everybody's top five linebackers. You know, in my opinion, this st is statistically the best linebacker in football right now. And, you know, a top three linebacker, no question. I mean, just the amount of energy and the juice that this guy brings every game. And not only to games, but to, you know, actually to just practices themselves, you know, makes things so much fun. And we're really going to see what Darius Leonard's made of this year after, you know, his buddy and teammate Anthony Walker moved to Cleveland. We're going to see just how much of a leader and how much uh, Darius Leonard's able to keep up with losing Anthony Walker and having to take the reins. But Cody, you have anything else on Darius Leonard? I mean, yeah, I think you, you talked about it pretty well and you, you said about everything I would say. I'll just say this, like, okay, if you look at some of those top linebackers, I'm sure there's things that, you know, Bobby Wagner does better than Darius Leonard. I'm sure there's things that other linebackers do better, but, but Darius Leonard is such a good player and just all the ways, like you mentioned, just the turnovers, which is so huge. Like in my opinion, no doubt he's a top five linebacker. Like every linebacker has things they're really, really good at and things that other players are better in. But Darius Leonard's bread and butter definitely has been just his production, whether that you mentioned, whether that's tackles, whether that's sacks, whether that's turnovers forced. He does about everything for you. Um, still fairly young, which is crazy to think about. He's only a couple years in the league and he's already putting up those historic numbers. I mean, he he led the Colt, he led the league actually. Um, in his rookie season in tackles, if I'm not mistaken. So this is yeah. just telling you how good this guy is as a linebacker. He's a heart and soul of this defense, and he just continues, like you mentioned, to bring the juice, man, every single day. Um, you see him even in the practice cams and stuff like that. He's just continuing to bring that energy to this defense. And so he is so, so important to what this defense does and how they like to predicate themselves on forcing turnovers. And and he's just one of those guys. Yeah, he, he has flaws. Every player does in certain ways. But – one thing that's not questioned is his intensity and his turnover prone mentality. I mean, it's definitely a great addition to this Colts defense, exactly what this defense needs at their linebacker core. And uh, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better player here from Darius Leonard. Also, I just also want to mention that, you know, there's only one player in the history of the league that has more tackles in his first three years than what Darius Leonard does. And that's Luke Keekley. I mean, and Luke Keekley, in a lot of people's opinions, you know, might potentially go down as a Hall of Fame a linebacker because there's very few that have played the game the way Luke Keekley has. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's in really good company, okay? Deontay Hightower never has been an all, uh, an all pro level. Darius Leonard's already made it twice. Uh, you know, so, I mean, Darius Leonard, it, he's got a pedigree that a lot of these other linebackers wish they could have. So. And he's got a, a chip on his shoulder, unlike any other player I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like he just, he takes that, that hate that people spew or the negative criticism and he uses it as fuel. And I've never seen a player do it as much and feed off of it as much as Darius Leonard does. And it just makes him a better player. So you can't complain there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about the next guy, the future hall of famer. At least that's what Pat McAfee would say. <laughs> And that is Bobby Okariki. So Bobby Okariki, you know, this last year, a lot of question marks on him if he would step up and do a lot of different things. You know, took a lot of extra snaps this year, took him away from Anthony Walker. 
you know, because he's the more athletic guy that can go and cover people and get again, cover a lot more ground than what Anthony Walker could. You know, I mean, there was a lot of harsh criticism for Okariki last year. You know, there were a couple games where he seemed out of place at times, but you know, he, he's still a young player only entering his third year. And I, I really do have a lot of high expectations for Bobby Okariki and what he's able to provide this team. You know, he certainly is athletic, definitely can cover a lot more guys. You know, I'm really excited to see what Okariki does for this team. Yeah, and people seem to forget his rookie season. He was ranked as the best rookie linebacker in the NFL um, Mm -hmm. by Pro Football Focus. And so he's a guy that is just, I think he's going to really solidify that middle linebacker position. If he already hasn't already. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, I mean, I think... His jump was – it was – I mean, he jumped. He made a jump definitely from year one to year two. I don't know if it was as significant as, say, a Kari Willis was or what we potentially were expecting, but he's still a very good player in his own right. And I think the big thing you want from Okariki is just a few more turnovers maybe, just around the ball a little bit more. But all in all, I thought Bobby Okariki um, – he's been really good in his first two years. Um, I think there's definitely things, like I mentioned, he has to grow in and he will grow in. Um, But yeah, definitely now with that middle linebacker hole being presumably wide open for him to take it. um, I think he has, he has a great opportunity to really ascend here in year number three. Yeah. And from what it sounds like a lot of uh, people are saying that Okariki is going to primarily be, the new middle linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts because, you know, again, his ability to stop the run is really good. You know, he fills holes really well, just like Anthony Walker did. And that would make sense in a lot of different ways and kind of gives way for other guys who, you know, the rest of this group, which we're about to talk about, is not very experienced, you know. So there's a lot of different options here for guys to – you know, come in and do stuff, which the next guy we're going to talk about, that's Zaire Franklin, the 25-year-old. I mean, it's pretty insane, you know. I mean, he's only played in 16 total games, you know, throughout his NFL, young NFL career so far, only 10 tackles. So, you know, not much experience there. But, you know, he is getting reps at starting linebacker uh, so far in the off season, that's what it sounds like. They're trying to see if they can get him to work that, um, you know, just depends on whether or not they want to put him in the middle or they want to put him at the strong side. But, you know, Zaire Franklin, just like everyone else that we're about to talk about in this group, Cody has something to prove here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's been more reserved to special teams because there just hasn't been really a need for another linebacker to step it up. And Zaire Franklin, he's had some starting experience, which you feel a little bit more comfortable with in that 2018 season. If you remember, he was the starting Sam linebacker for, for a few games there. So it's not like he's coming in with no experience at all at the NFL level, but you're right. He still has something to prove former seventh round pick. Um, it's actually been crazy that he's been able to stay on this roster as a seventh round pick in 2018. And uh, now's his opportunity. Uh, if there was any better opportunity, it's now for Zaire Franklin to potentially go and take that Sam linebacker spot. I mean, the good thing with Derek, with this Sam linebacker spot, ideally it's not going to have a whole lot of snaps. It's not really going to determine the outcome of the game a whole lot. Cause they're not going to be on the field a ton, but uh, you want to sell a guy in there that you feel comfortable with. I think Zaire Franklin from an experience standpoint is probably the number one guy, number one candidate to take it right now, but obviously we'll see, but yeah, he definitely has a lot to prove to potentially earn that spot. Yeah. And you know, with 
a lot of these guys, and you know, this is kind of the situation last year. Remember, I mean, we took Anthony Walker out for obvious pass down situations, third and longs and such, you know, to be able to allow guys like Bobby Okariki and Darius Leonard to do what they do best, which is being able to cover people. And, you know, that was obviously a weakness for Zaire Franklin going forward. But here's another guy that we're talking about that could emerge as a dark horse candidate to take the linebacker spot. And that is EJ Speed was drafted in 2019. Uh, he's actually older than Zaire Franklin, which if you can believe that or not, he's actually 26. So <laughs> that's quite crazy. But EJ Speed, just a, a, a physical specimen, unlike a lot of people. I mean, 6'5", 230 pounds. I mean, came in to uh, Tarleton State as a wide receiver. Wanted to originally be a wide receiver, but, you know, moved away from that and became, you know, their, their stud linebacker. And, you know, when you look at the dimensions of this guy and you look at the athleticism he has, you know, it makes the almost total sense that if you could get this guy to think more like a linebacker, that it almost makes total sense to put somebody like this on the field for your defense, just running around tackling people. Mm. Yeah. The thing he just needed was experience. Fortunately, he got a little bit of that in his first, in his rookie season, that 2019 preseason. I mean, you saw him, he was all over the field. He was a physical freak in that pre, in those preseason games. He was lead, the leading tackler in multiple of those games. So he is very much in that Darius Leonard type of role um, in very prototypical Chris Ballard late round pick, just a physical specimen. You talked about it. And yeah, if he can figure out, put on maybe a little bit more weight from, I don't know, he may have put on a little bit more muscle, all that kind of stuff from when he, where he was in the 2019 preseason. I'm sure he's done that. Um, he has a couple years in the system now, fortunately. So you feel a little bit better about, oh, maybe he's a lot more pro ready than he was a couple of years ago. But yeah, he's definitely the dark horse candidate to take this. I mean, he he's just a lot of unknown right now with him. I think the safer option is is a Zaire Franklin, but the more high upside option is EJ Speed with with how physically gifted he is. And you know, fortunately, like I mentioned, he's not he won't have a major major bearing on if a game is won or lost at that Sam linebacker position. And who knows if you give him a little bit more exposure and he shows you good things. Maybe he gets a little bit more playing time down the road. If Bobby Okariki or Darius Leonard need, you know, need a couple snaps off, need a rest or whatever, or get banged up, they feel more confident about a guy like him really stepping into those roles, no problem. Because he's got the physical abilities of both those guys, maybe even more so than both yeah. those guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now we'll talk about another guy here who you've talked about quite often about, you know, trying to fill that Sam linebacker role a lot more often. And that's Matthew Adams, you know, really hasn't seen a whole lot of the field, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he has uh, been more of a practice guy and a special teams guy every now and again, but you know, I mean, another late round pick that Ballard was hoping to try to get more out of, but just hasn't really gone his way. I mean, you know, he's been situational guy at the most, do you see a scenario where Adams gets the potential for this kind of position? I do. Um, I do because he he was a starting Sam linebacker at the end of that 2018 season. If you remember that, the Colts started with Zaire Franklin, and then they transitioned to Matthew Adams. So um, he has experience too. He He's a guy that I think he's more of that run-stopping linebacker, I think, than any of these guys. 
He's more of that thumper linebacker that you think of. Um, so I think potentially he could fit that role really well, especially if the Colts go back to kind of how they liked that that role in 2018. So I, I certainly could see that potentially happening um, if the Colts elect to go back to that. And if Matthew Adams, um, I think he's a good player. I just think he's kind of been buried in the depth chart. And I think if he gets an opportunity, um, you'll feel pretty good about any of these linebackers. It's kind of crazy, Derek. Like people are kind of freaking out about the linebacker depth. I'm not so much. I feel like I've seen some of these guys in action and I've been pretty all right with how I've seen them play. And ideally they're really not going to see the field, but you feel like they'll do an okay job. If one of these guys does go down the two guys, especially Zaire Franklin and Matthew Adams, you know, a little bit more on them. So I'm not as concerned, I guess, with these linebackers, these two guys, I feel all right about them. I feel like they've, they have some experience in this defense and, you know, they can be coming in in a pinch when needed. And, and obviously the Colts felt the same way with really not addressing linebacker in free agency or in the draft. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, let's kind of talk round out here and talk about these last three guys that uh, were brought in over the last few years. That is Jordan Glasgow. Remember, was drafted in the sixth round of last year's draft was, you know, a special team stud. I mean, he had a lot of great tackles and a lot of great plays for Indianapolis on special teams this year has a relentless motor. And then you have Sky Moore who took the year off last year due to COVID. And then Malik Jefferson, who they picked up in free agency this off season, you know, again, more of a special teams guy, but uh, what do you think of these three guys rounding this uh, position group out? Are they just going to stick with the special teams or do we see something happen with these guys? Uh, I think special teams is the best case scenario for these guys. Um, I mean, Sky Moore's got a little bit more experience, I guess, than any of these other guys, but I'm really, yeah, I don't, don't really anticipate any of these three guys really challenging for playing time. Um, there weren't, they weren't supposed to, you know, challenge for playing time. And so, um, I really don't see that happening personally. I think it's between those three guys I just mentioned. So obviously one of these guys could completely surprise and, and be an absolute stud in the preseason and training camp. But as it stands right now, what, based off of what I know of these guys, I don't really think there's much of a chance they're they're a starter for you. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, let us know what you guys think of the linebacker group. Do you guys like the depth? Do you who do you think makes the starting spot for that middle linebacker or the strong side linebacker spot this year? Uh, what do you think of the depth piece? Is there somebody we're missing that you thought could really be that number uh, that new guy coming in to help fill that role? But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know what you think. And as always, go Colts.